Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. How to fail in order to succeed. Now, I believe that success is about frequent, hopefully small, failures. Now, usually when people talk about success, they don't talk so much about how to fail in order to succeed. And people talk about getting better at success, but they don't talk about getting better at failure in order to be successful. Now, I know you know that if you want to be successful, you need to embrace failure. You know that. I don't need to tell you that. But what I'm going to do in this podcast and this live stream is talk to you not how to succeed better, but how to fail better in order to succeed better and bigger. And I don't know that anyone has really shared it like this before, so I hope you find it useful. Now, also, I'm doing something very special just for this live stream. And that is, not only will you get a shout out from me for 500 stars, which is something I've been doing fairly regularly, but also I will give you a ticket to the very special Business Breakthrough Summit at the end of February. So for 500 stars, which is just $5 to me, you will get not only a shout out for your business, your brand, your podcast, your book, your Facebook group, uh, your website, but you'll also get t- uh, t- two tickets, which are about 600 quid when I sell them for Business Breakthrough Summit. Now, I'll tell you a bit more about that event a bit later on because I want to get into the content. But this might be the only time that you'll get the opportunity to do this on this live. And I can see Paul's live streaming. He's actually at that Business Breakthrough Event Summit. You should be watching the event, Paul. Okay, so how to fail in order to succeed. I've got about 15 points that I'm going to bash through. So the first thing is you need to learn to fail small. Let's be honest. No one wants to fail. I get that. It's a paradox. You definitely do not want to fail big. And there are some people saying, oh, embrace failure, you know, go fail big, take big risks. No, 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 no. Don't fail big. Fail small. Fail small. Next point, fail often. Minimum viable product, version one, version two, version three, iPhone version 13, 13S, X, you name it. Lots of different versions, lots of small failures. iOS software on the Apple, it, it, it gets updated. It's better than the last one. There's a few bugs that happen. It gets updated again. It's better than the last one. There's a few bugs. So if you think about it, it's very regular small failures. So fail small, fail often, fail fast. If you're going to fail, fail quick. If you're going to get screwed over, get screwed over quick. Because if you fail later and longer and bigger, that's likely to hurt you more. Fail small, fail often, fail fast. The next thing, point four, is everything is a test. And a lot of people are not failing fast, small and often because they're worried about big failures. So they don't do anything because they're worried about the failure. And they see everything as um, absolute or unchangeable or you can't take it back or I've got to be perfect and I'm not perfect. Therefore, I'm not going to do anything. 
Whereas if you see everything as a test, every launch, every pitch, every Facebook video, every marketing campaign, every sales call, everything as a test, if it's not perfect, you can tweak, you can iterate, you can improve, you can create version two, or if it goes really wrong, you can start again or delete and you can go again. Point five, a lot of people talk about getting uncomfortable. I believe there's an, a, a specific way to get uncomfortable and that is to get comfortably comfortable. No one wants to get uncomfortably uncomfortable. It hurts. It's painful. Human beings are going to avoid that at all costs because we need to because it keeps us safe and makes sure we don't get, you know, top ourselves like a lemming walking off a cliff. So you're not probably going to go and jump into a fire or take massive risks. Only a few that have a, a sort of a, a junkie addiction to adrenaline and risk are going to do that. So it's not practical. But if you get comfortably uncomfortable, small steps of discomfort, then you move to higher levels um, of resilience, of grit. Um, uh, and you moved ultimately to things that would have been really uncomfortable a year or a month ago. But because you've just gently increased the discomfort, you kind of don't feel it. I remember my martial arts instructor told me a story of when, um, you know, the, um, in martial arts, some of the Chinese Kung Fu ones, they can jump really high. And he said, in order to do that, what they do is they dig a little hole and they jump in and out of it. And then they put an extra T-shirt on and jump in and out of it. And then they put an extra T-shirt on and jump in and out of it. Then they put an extra T-shirt on and jump in and out of it. Then they dig the hole slightly lower and jump in and out of it. And then uh, an extra T-shirt and jump in and out of it. And then slightly lower and jump in and out of it. And they just, um, you know, it's, it, their, their muscles are ever so slightly incrementally more uncomfortable and more worked. It's not like a dramatic do these huge jumps. And I think risk uh, and failure and success, I think that's a good analogy for it. Hi, it's Rob here, interrupting you with something you may not know about me. I was one of the few people on the planet hand-selected by Facebook to pilot their new supporter program. It's a very small premium model where you can get exclusive content and advance notice or discount of new products and services. So this is what I've done for you. Not only can you get best discounts, for any training that we might run. Not only do you get notified first of any launches we do, we also do supporter meetups, supporter dinners, supporter WhatsApp groups where you have a, a deeper community. I do supporter only ask me anything. I do supporter only content and podcasts. We have a community of 2,500 supporters and I'd love to give you the chance to be one of those. I believe this is the best supporter program in the whole world. Find me a better one, but I don't think you will. So the link is bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector, I'm a watch investor, and those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United, and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk, and he sources the higher-end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him, I've used him for many years, and recently we've done a partnership. Hence, I'm inviting you, if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation, to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K. And the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496 878153. 
Obviously, I only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher-end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. That's bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. I believe the gap between free content and paid content is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a lot of free content out there that's maybe not that good. And for just a few dollars a month, you can get the best content on business, on entrepreneurship, on starting up, on scaling up, on sales, on marketing, on the mindset of being an entrepreneur. So go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R right now. Okay, next then is um, lots of small mistakes lead to big wins. So instead of looking for no mistakes, you've got to look for small mistakes. Big mistakes don't lead to big wins. Big mistakes lead to big failures, but lots of small mistakes lead to big wins. Now, you're not necessarily intentionally trying to make mistakes. Of course, you're trying to do good. You're trying to get things right. But in the pursuit of doing things good and getting things right, you are going to fail small, fail often, and hopefully fail fast. Um, and continue to test. If you have the testing mindset, not the absolute mindset, you know, as they say, the, f- the growth mindset, not the fixed mindset, then you're going to uh, embrace small and frequent mistakes in order to um, achieve big wins. Next is then it's a myth that you have to take massive risks. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of glory about taking massive risks. And, you know, all these business TV shows and Netflix series and documentaries all about big risk. I was I was about to fail. I went 28 million pounds in debt. I mean, the story of Dyson going 20 million pounds in debt. I was about to lose it all. And then, boom, I like a phoenix from the ashes. I rose and like an eagle I saw. No, these are just glorified stories. You don't have to take big risks. In fact, it's wise. Next point to de-risk the downside first. De-risk failure on an epic level. De-risk going bust, de-risk massive breakage, and then small and incremental and frequent actions. Everything is a test. Fail small, fail often, fail fast. Okay, when you're trying to do something new, if you transmute experience from what you've already done, you will de-risk failure. So um, when I started buying property, I um, uh, transmuted experience from a business partner into property. Uh, And then when we bought 20 or so properties for us, we started sourcing for others and we transmuted our own 20 property experience into sourcing for others. Then when we had been sourcing for others, we set up a training business. We transmuted our experience from buying for ourselves and buying for clients into the training business. Then when we had hundreds of properties for ourselves and clients, we transmuted that experience into a letting agency. And so it continues and continues and continues. So what we're not doing is starting something new and having to start again and fail again. We're taking our previous incremental failures from all of our other niches and transmuting and carrying some of that experience over into our new venture. So entrepreneurs are wise to try and carry the experience with them rather than starting again, 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 again. Uh, Richard, uh, who's one of my frequent star givers. Hi, Richard. Just wanted to give you a shout out because you give me loads of stars. You're awesome. All right, next then is cross-stream leverage, which again is if you've got property um, portfolio, starting a letting agency is going to be pretty easy, but starting a, um, a, a health retreat or a yoga retreat is going to be quite hard. So um, anything that you've done in your life, can you carry that f- um, experience forward into something else? I call that cross-stream leverage. When, you're gonna, when you start in a second income stream, leverage your first income stream. If you want to fail in order to succeed, why don't you get a mentor and why don't you leverage the the mentor's failures? Why don't you get vicarious failures, i.e. the failures of others? Because um, if you um, have to blaze the trail yourself, you've got to make all the mistakes yourself because you're at the front, taking all the shots on the front line. 
Whereas if a mentor has been there and done it and they have trodden the front line and they have blazed the trail, you can um, leverage and get vicarious experience from their mistakes. So use other people's failure. Leverage the failure of successful people in books, audiobooks, podcasts, mentors, masterminds, courses, coaches, etc. Next then is every human being has amazing, limitless but often latent resourcefulness. You are so resourceful. If your kids were about to get kidnapped, if the very thing that you valued and loved in the world was about to be taken away from you, you'd go and knock on everyone's door and do your pitch. You wouldn't even let them close the door until you'd sold your product or raised the money or, or you know, achieve the success that you need to achieve. So you've got to unleash this resourcefulness in you. You know, if you're on a reality TV show, if you're in a massive competition, if there's a million quid up for grabs, man, you'd get resourceful. You would have skills and talents and persistence and hustle you never even knew was there. It was just uh, beneath, uh, within or latent in you. It was hiding. Lindsay has said, was meant to give me 500 stars, give me 50. No worries, just add another 450 on and I'll shout you out. Ah, oh, you just have for your business, your brand, your podcast. So Richard and Lindsay, thank you for your stars. By all means, put a link to your product, your service, whatever it is that you're offering and what you do. Okay, next then is get hardcore accountability. Um, when all is said and done, more is said than done. To know and not to do is not to know. And who is the easiest person to lie to? You got it, you. So having a coach, having a mentor, having a competition, um, having, having a bet, having something to lose, um, having downside, um, having sort of making public uh, declarations or uh, losing face if you don't go out and achieve your goals and actions, that gives you external hardcore accountability. So you need to game yourself and get accountability outside of yourself because you're the easiest person to lie to. So how can you do that? Well, I listed some of the ways that you can do that, but make sure that you do that so that you'll embrace more failure uh, and you'll put yourself out there more and you'll take a few extra risks. Okay, next then is you've got to see the upside in the failure. Like you would avoid failure if you thought it was all downside, all pain, all embarrassment. All mistake, but in reality, every failure has a balanced upside. You learn, you grow, um, you maybe accidentally iterate forward. There's the post-it note was a failed glue. Um, penicillin was a failed, um, or, or rather it was a Petri dish left over. Uh, Cornflakes corn were, again, um, not initially, they were a mistake. It was um, some kind of other ingredient left um, over and, and turned into some other form that created cornflakes. So actually mistakes can end up being massive successes. So if you embrace your failures, you end up getting more successes, but you've got to see the upside in them. You know, in drumming where you, they hit the rim of the drum, like the clicking sound. Well, one day someone was trying to hit the drum and they missed the freaking drum and hit the rim and thought, wait a minute, that sounds pretty good. Click, 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 we'll do that. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot, uh, the detuned guitar sound, you know, like when you have the muffled sound on the guitar, which is like a, a, a note not being played properly. You know, that famous song Nirvana smells like teen spirit that eh, 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 in it, that wasn't a very good impression. Well, that eh, 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 is, is like, um, it's, it's, it's a bad tune. It's out of tune. It's uh, not playing the, the notes properly. Uh, and that, that sounds absolutely fantastic in rock and metal now. So if the more mistakes you make, as long as they're not massive and epic fails, you can often um, accidentally pivot yourself into success. Damping. So Rick has said it's called damping on the guitar. Well, it's, it's a technique now, but it wasn't a technique when it wasn't a technique. It was a mistake. See the upside in the failure. Embrace the mistakes. Learn from them. See where they take you. Uh, 
See what newness they create. Often mistakes end up being something even better. Okay, I believe if you see problems and failures as fixes and footsteps, problems and failures as, f- and as f- fuck's sake. <laughs> I'll slow down. Problems and failures as fixes and footsteps. Problems and failures as fixes and footsteps. A problem, a challenge and a failure is merely a fix and a footstep, footstep towards um, a, a better result or, or closer to your goal. Fail small, fail often, fail fast. See problems as... F- for fuck's sake. <laughs> See problems and failures as fixes and footsteps. See problems and failures as fixes and footsteps. See problems and failures as fixes and footsteps. You got this, Rob. You got this, Rob. Um, all right, a couple more things before we go, because I've got to go out for a park run with my family. And that is fail with gratitude and grace. So the content of this, um, the co- oh, fuck, I'm talking too fast. <laughs> the topic of this content on my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur, and my live stream on Facebook is how to fail in order to succeed. So fail with gratitude, fail with honor, fail with dignity, fail with grace, fail with humility, fail with open-mindedness. Too many people are failing like a bitch, failing like a child. Uh, they, they, you know, they're um, crying, they're getting angry, they're lashing out, they're, or they're beating themselves up, or they're going and hiding in a corner never to show the world themselves again. That is not how to fail like a legend. How to fail like a legend is to fail with gratitude, fail with grace, fail with humility, fail with open-mindedness, fail like a Zen Buddhist monk master. Uh, uh, someone has said I need a coffee. I clearly don't. All right, next then is failure how the, is how the world judges you. It is easy when it's easy. It's easy when you're successful, when there's a backwind, when things are going your way. And people can see that. And people are often, oh, it's easy for you or you're lucky or look at you. But the world actually judges your metal, your grit, your trust, your resilience. Your leadership skills, they judge you when you fail, especially when you fail publicly. And if you fail like a child, lash out like a little bitch, like a complainer, like a moaner, like a defender and a justifier and an angry critic, or you go and hide and never show the world who you really are again, then you lose and the world just judges you. Whereas, let me remind you, and I'm repeating a few things on this live stream because I'm trying to drum it in your brain. But if you fail with gratitude, with grace, with humility, with open-mindedness, with kindness, with persistence, with consistency, keeping all the doors open, never slamming the door on someone because they slam the door on you, then the world goes, you are a leader and I will follow you. And even if I'm not ready now to give you money or buy your product or service or partner with you, I will be ready in the future or I will tell others even if it just doesn't work for me. So never shut the doors, because even if you get rejection from a failure, it might be from the first door, but they might then recommend you or speak highly of you. So keep that door open, you keep other doors open. Uh, The next thing you can do is you can fail to impress. Most people are not impressing when they fail, but you can fail to impress. The world saw that you failed like a legend. They're very impressed with you. Bang, Doors open, opportunities come your way. So a lot of people think opportunities come your way when you win and you win big. But in reality, opportunities also come your way when you fail well. So keep all the doors open. Manage your chimp and your emotions and your childlike ego like a legend. Don't react, don't spit. Don't get defensive, don't get aggressive, don't get entitled. And you will succeed because of your failures. In spite of your failures, and with your failures, and not avoiding your failures. So final chance for a shout out, give me 500 stars, and you get not only a shout out for your business, your brand, and your podcast, or whatever it is you want, but also two free tickets to my Business Breakthrough Summit that have sold for 600 quid previously.
All right, great. So summary, because people tell me they like the summaries. Um, how to fail in order to succeed. Here we go. Fail small. Fail often. Fail fast. Everything is a test. Nothing is absolute. You can always change, pivot, delete, improve. Get, get comfortably uncomfortable. Uh, lots of small mistakes are the only things that lead to big wins. You do not have to take massive risks. You can de-risk the downside first. When trying something new, exist transmute existing experience so that you've got more cross-stream leverage and you're not starting from the bottom again. You're starting from halfway up the game of snakes and ladders. Get a mentor who's been there, someone who's blazed a trail so you can learn vicariously through their past mistakes and failings. Use your resourcefulness, your creativity, your latent infinite ability to solve problems, to take rejection, to be successful. It's there. It's not in other human beings and not in you. It's there within you. Get hardcore accountability. See the upside in every apparent fail because every failure has an equally balanced upside. And then you'll go and um, seek out more of it. See problems and failures as fixes and footsteps. Got it. See problems and failures as fixes and footsteps. Fail with gratitude. Fail with grace. Fail with humility. Fail with open-mindedness. Fail like a legend. The world judges you not just when you succeed, but when you fail. And not just when you fail, but how you fail. Fail well, my friends. Fail to impress. Keep all the doors open and opportunities will come to you through your failures as well as your successes. Right, I've got to go. Love you all. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. And if you reckon this is useful to your friends, your peers, your colleagues, your clients, your community members, please share this. Because I believe if we all took failure with a bit more grace, a bit more humility, humour, let's fail with humour. Let's not take ourselves too seriously. Let's just water off a duck's back. Don't worry. It's OK. I don't take myself too seriously. I can have a laugh at myself. I can self-depreciate. I think that is a great way to handle and um, uh, like uh, embrace failure. Hmm. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Now I've got to go. Got a part run with the kids. Have a great day.